Nice shirt, Jeff. We already talked about this at work, though. Oh, look at that. Where'd you get that? I bought this shirt with Brian's money. And I took off him betting on the Cavs to beat the Warriors in 2016 for the championship. Ah. Well. I spent all of his money that was, on. That was 2016. Yeah, I spent all of his money on uh, Cavs gear. hundred dollars worth of cavaliers shirts that's hilarious lebron shirts oh my gosh mm-hmm. cat just make that oh you got the game on yeah we're all watching the game right yeah yeah oh put his thumb up his cat's butt nasreed nice assist camera's <laughs> fantasy team is terrible the, the cameraman totally goosed cat <laughs> <laughs> Man, I would not want to put my finger up anybody's butthole, much less a seven-footer. <laughs> you guys ready? Let's do it. All right. Welcome to House of Hoops with Bo, Brian, and Jeff. I'm Jeff Hausman coming to you from Memphis, Tennessee. This is a basketball podcast. Maybe a too honest podcast at times. It's episode 86. It's Monday night, November 8th, 2021. Thank you for listening. Who is here tonight? Everyone's coming to me virtually. With us tonight is Richard Dreyfus as Matt Hooper and Jaws, Brian Clark. <laughs> what up, Brian? Hey, what's going on? Coming to me virtually from up the street. And also coming to us virtually from St. Paul, Minnesota is Bo Brady. Hello, Bo. How's it going? What up, buddy? How's everybody's energy level tonight? So uh, good. It's just good. Time changing, but yeah. ro- rocking. Time change has got everybody a little thrown off. There's a lot of things going on. What are we going to be talking about? Well, right now we're watching the Minnesota Timberwolves 
beating the Memphis Grizzlies at the beginning of the fourth quarter here. It's 92 to 81. We're also going to talk about lowered expectations, our teams, in that segment. And we'll go over the pick game of the week, which was New York Knicks at the Indiana Pacers. Visit our website. It's houseofhoops.com, H-A-U-S of hoops.com. For links to our social media, you can listen to the podcast. You can contact us. You can do shopping on our website there where you can buy shirts. Uh, you can leave us a message anytime. That number is 901-300-6575. You can leave a message. We'll play it on the air. You get three minutes. Or you can have like nine minutes if you leave like three messages. Anyway, we hope you enjoy tonight. track number seven on the upcoming album the house of hoops album yeah you're getting you're getting better is it getting better i don't know i like it it's debatable (laughs) that was a fun one it doesn't that music doesn't work in any other scenario other than an intro to this podcast (laughs) oh man bane that was a bad turnover that was a nice dunk by ant though oh Oh, how Sorry. long how long have you been watching the game tonight? Midway to the third quarter. Oh, okay. Yeah, I think uh they the Grizzlies just need to take it inside and just pound the paint with Jaron and Adams, right? Like the Wolves interior defense. You gotta go after the that. Wolves defense is, is pathetic on inside and out. It Ja just needs to win this game. Yeah. It looks um, like uh, the Grizzlies' defense is slacking up. I mean, the Wolves have 97 points at the nine-and-a-half-minute mark in the fourth. Yeah. it's a lot of points. I mean, John's not out there right now, but this is Tyus's former, former team, so. Hey. Hey. Speaking of Tyus. Yo. He just hit a three. Oh. All right, so what time? Brian's, I'm at nine. <laughs> Brian's ahead of us. He's way ahead. Yeah, I'm, I'm watching it on uh, this invention called television. <laughs> what? <laughs> We're all watching on television. <laughs> Live television. I'm resetting my stream here. He's on cable. What yeah. what, what minute are you oh, at? I'm at 8.51 now. I jumped ahead like a minute. I'm 8.55. 8.28 here. Damn. He's got us by like 30 seconds. All right. Well, Brian can be the play-by-play. Yeah. He's just getting the news faster. Anyway, so uh, what's going on, guys? Bo, what's been going on? How are you doing? I'm doing great. I uh, went to a Lucero concert this weekend. I was texting you guys about that. They played in Minneapolis. Cool. Did they rock and roll? Yeah, it was fun. I've seen them. I don't even know how many times. Yeah, that's a familiar, familiar band to go see. And it's fun to see a band from your hometown in the city you're living in. Were there lots of guys and gals in their 40s and mid-30s at that show? 
it was a good mix of that a few older people i noticed that there was like the 50 something crowd that all had drive-by truckers t-shirts on that kate pointed out to me <laughs> so this is this is your drive-by sure. truckers crowd i'm like yeah i guess they're they're a little before my time mm-hmm. <laughs> but there's and there's some but yes it was mainly people my age mm-hmm. that's funny that is pretty hilarious <laughs> Did you get uh did you get blackout drunk? I got decently drunk, oh. but not it, Ben really wasn't drinking that much on stage. I was he was behaving. He did take a shot from someone in the crowd, which I was kind of I don't know if I'd be doing that, but he, he does that, so I guess he hadn't gotten drugged yet. <laughs> I don't know. John C looked like he was having a good time. He's fun. Yeah. Brian, he looked like he looked pretty even and the drummer was I don't think you can get too hammered and be a, a drummer. <laughs> uh, those guys have been doing it long enough, they know. Yeah, it's true. They know what they're doing. I think it's great that the you know, bands are back on tour and shows are going on. Good for them to be able to yeah. make some money again. Yeah, I felt uh, we bought a little bit of merchandise, which good. is always good and uh yeah there's proof of vaccination required or negative test to get in mm-hmm. so you know that that's not foolproof but it's it's better i think that's the world we're living in right now so probably the world we're living in for a while probably better than a free-for-all i don't know if we would i think we talked about it we wouldn't have probably probably wouldn't go to an indoor show if it wasn't proof of vaccine interesting so, so the timberwolves are not requiring it requiring it hmm, hmm. Uh, the Grizzlies are. Yeah. Was that show at uh, First Avenue? It was a First Ave, yes. I've always wanted to go there. Yeah, it's an old Greyhound bus station. It's a cool little venue. Yeah, I man, it's, it's got a legendary uh, American music venue. Yeah. Uh, so- it was in Purple Rain. Yes, it was. Ooh. It was my second show to, at First Ave, actually. What was your first? Built to Spill before the pandemic. Mm. Nice. <clears throat> bands like that like Lucero and Bills of Spill I enjoy that's a big room it looked like from the picture that you sent us of the show I enjoy bands like that in smaller rooms like, I think it just sounds better it's more enjoyable it was, it's like a new daisy size venue it's a little bit bigger but not by much yeah that's pretty big I think the smaller the room, the better. But, you know, those big bands, they want to sell as many tickets as possible. Absolutely. So it's kind of a conundrum. But I enjoy, like, a smaller setting way more. I mean, we've we've also seen Lucero how many times? I mean, we... Enough. I mean, <laughs> okay. the first time I saw him was over 20 years ago. And I remember when they played at the Young Avenue Deli thinking, mm-hmm. wow, this is a big Lucero show. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know? Yeah. I mean, I was just seeing them like the map room or like, yeah, mm-hmm. crummy little hardcore clubs or, you know. Yeah. And maybe that's why I think it's better in a smaller setting. I don't know. I just think it sounds better. It's more intimate. I don't know. The smaller the room, like the old high tone was kind of perfect. The one on Poplar. Mm-hmm. Really good, tight, small fit. And it's going and see like, magnolia electric there and sebado and 
deer takes. You're seeing all these great bands playing this nice small room. It's always a good time to me. I don't really go for like the big huge rooms, like the big room at Minglewood. Yeah, I don't really like shows yeah, we, in that big room. We saw Built to Spill there one time, and it was kind of weird because it, it was so big. It didn't sound good. Yeah. yeah. And then the like the next time they played Memphis, they played the uh, the small room at Minglewood, and I felt like it was way better. It was way better. Way better. Yeah. So that's just my take on live music. If if I can get it, if I can see a band in a smaller room, I'll I'll like go to that one. But whatever, that's cool. That's a good time, no matter what. I'm sure you had fun. Yeah, it was great. Brian, what have you been up to this week? I mean, and I know it's been a lot of work. The most exciting thing I've done in the past week, I did before last week's podcast. <laughs> yeah. I went to that Grizzlies game. Mm-hmm. I watched the pit game on mm-hmm. Wednesday. Mm-hmm. And that's really it, man. Just, you know, just working a bunch, but but that's all right. Uh, that's what it takes right now. I did schedule my COVID booster for, uh, tomorrow night, actually. Oh, good. Yeah. Going to, going to visit some family at the beginning of December. So, uh, yeah, I've just got my, my two nieces are young. Um, and just want to, you know, good little extra, extra shot before I go down there to hang out with family. That's very good. We're out kind of, we're also, we're, we're just out doing stuff. You know, I'm out doing stuff without a mask on a lot now. I mean, more than I have. So this seems like a wise decision. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if you guys saw, we may talk about this in the news, but it looks like the NBA is recommending boosters to players mm-hmm. under the threat of having to go back to daily testing mm-hmm. if they don't get the boosters. So I figure if the NBA wants to, if, if they, you know, if they feel like that's important to protect their products, they, they seem to know what they're doing. So I feel like I, I should do it too. <laughs> You're taking your cues from NBA executives. Well, the guidelines from what I understand is if you're in a, if your job is high risk for exposure, which your job would be, mm-hmm. then, then you should probably get the booster. Yeah. yeah. I'll be getting it at some point. I I'm off it. work Wednesday. So I wanted to make sure I had a, you know, the following day off. Yeah, and uh, getting a, getting a flu shot at the same time too. So good. Well, I want a recovery day. Mm-hmm. You may need it. Yeah, never know. <clears throat> what uh, what's up with you, Jeff? What have you been up to this week besides work? Um, not much, man. I got sick. Something. I didn't go to the doctor or nothing. But I've been back in the mask. I wore the mask religiously all week and other than that just trying to survive mentally and physically (laughs) that's about it day quill night quill cycles um watching as much basketball as possible checking in on box scores reading some articles here and there that's about it man uh nothing really super interesting i uh i've won a uh spot in line on walmart's website to get one of those ps5s hmm. i got a spot it was only like at walmart they're selling ps5s for like over a thousand dollars but they did some like black friday cyber deal type situation where they queued up a line where they were selling them for like five hundred dollars so i got in line and i guess i was really quick because i only had to wait four minutes i went in i bought one 
I tried to buy two, <laughs> but uh, <laughs> when I went to check out, it said my item was out of stock, and I like started panicking. I was like, "Fuck, they already sold out." And I went back and just put one in there, and they let me buy it. So hey, we got the PS5 that I'll have absolutely no time to ever play. <laughs> when does it? When does it come in? Tomorrow, I think. <laughs> nice. Yeah. But I got a bunch of controllers. I got like the maximum controllers you can hook up to at once. And I got a bunch of games. And I'm thinking I got a bunch of nieces and nephews that are all coming in town for Thanksgiving. Take that thing over to wherever we're celebrating. I think at my parents' house probably. And where everybody will be hanging out. I'll just take it over there and uh, everybody can play. I got like tennis and hockey and hoops, obviously. FIFA soccer. Got all these Ooh, great FIFA. Got all these great sports games we can all play. You know, four people can play at once, so it'll be fun. I think Pops has like an 85-inch TV over there. Should be good. Should be fun. That's so it'll be you, your dad, and your two brothers-in-law playing all day. <laughs> playing, <laughs> playing Madden, just yeah. yelling at each other. <laughs> yeah. The, the kids are like, I want to play. Right, yeah. No, we're playing a best of three. <laughs> We're, we're in the middle of a best of seven series yeah and tennis. we're still drafting we're still drafting <laughs> uh, yeah so that's exciting but I can't imagine like having a whole lot of time when I'm sitting around the house to play but we'll see maybe I'll just wake up earlier I don't know I'm excited to play 2 I don't, I don't think the Grizzlies are coming back yeah, yeah. So. you know i was looking at the game at the six minute Ooh, mark and it was ja. like a, it was like a 10 point game at the six minute mark and i was like all right now we're never really and it's like still a 10 point game at the four minute mark right yeah you guys are about to see mcdaniels absolutely cram one and get fouled on yeah. jaw yeah jaw fouled in this yeah. we missed the free throw good all right let's see what jaw does on the other end it's a 13 point game of 445 yeah, they got to get something cooking. You got to lose at home to Minnesota in those ugly green like jerseys. Those jerseys are so bad. Those jerseys look like all the clothes my eight-year-old nephew would wear. Well, he's probably the team, the jersey guy for the Timberwolves. It's blue and green neon clothes. I've got a quick follow-up from last week while we watched the end of this game. Bo. All right. How did uh, that rent control situation work out? Did you end up going into the polls? I ended up voting. The rent control ended up passing, actually. Oh, okay. So what does that mean? It means that like, if you own a property and your tenant moves out, that the rent has to stay the same. You can't reset the rent to market the market rate. And so it means like my neighbor owns a bunch of properties and he says he's going to have to raise the rent, the minimum every year. Mm -hmm. Now he's forced to, because if you don't raise the rent, then you're going to be below market before you know it. And, you know, he's not sure the city's going to really be able to, like how they're going to actually regulate and do all this. Mm -hmm. It's, it just seems like a big hassle and a mess to me. Mm -hmm. It's not like this place is San Francisco. Right. You know, there's not this place is flat and there's no big body of water or mountains restricting where people can move to. So 
there's there's quite a bit of sprawl here mm-hmm. and i understand that people want to stay it's like theoretically stay in the same city and not get priced out of it but there's quite a few neighborhoods in, in st paul that are affordable and you can also do school of choice mm-hmm. so it's not like you have to if a, a neighborhood has like if you don't like that school but you can afford to live there you can still go to a school in a different neighborhood but then you're not taking the bus probably, right? Uh, so, no, sometimes they will let you bus pretty far. Oh, okay. The St. Paul Public Schools is pretty flexible from what I understand. I will say this, like the high school students now are, are, are taking public transit. They have public transit cards instead of uh, being bused. Okay. All right. I was just so curious. So, yeah, it passed. I think it's a good idea in, pr- in theory but i don't think it's a good idea in practice sure at least for this city okay we now have a five-point game with two and a half minutes left i just saw the grizzlies have tightened up their defense a bit it appears there's been a couple turnovers yeah the interior defense is picked up minnesota's forced to a timeout what you got chris finch all right, guys, this is Minnesota basketball. Let's let this one slip away. <laughs> <laughs> Grizzly. Yeah, Grizzlies are on a 10 and 2 run. They're getting feisty out there. I just hope it's not too little, too, or just too late, you know? It's nothing like that 22 0 run the Clippers put on the Hornets last night, but Ooh. in the fourth quarter, it was nasty. Wednesday night, I'm going to go to the Grizzlies Hornets game. Nice. That'll be fun. Should be ex- an exciting game. I would say so, yes. LaMelo. Mm-hmm. And Hayward's been old man basketball and pretty good. Is Scary Terry playing right now? I want to see him. I believe he was out there, yeah. Yeah, I think so. You get to watch a Plumley. Should be a fun one. I, yeah, let me know about the Plumley groupies. <laughs> <laughs> it's Wednesday night. Hornets. I imagine it'll be a pretty light crowd down at FedEx Forum. Looks pretty good here uh, for this Monday night crowd, but it's there's a lot of empty seats. Not bad. I wonder what the attendance was. I bet it's about halfway. We'll probably tweet at Hasseltime. He'll probably respond. But that's the Minnesota basketball I know. Wolves just turned it over. Jaren just hit a three. Sorry, should I stop spoiling? Maybe. The, um, All right, I'll shut up. No, it's fine. <laughs> those those Jaron moments, those Top Shot Series Two, Jeff, uh-huh. the, the the one that has four hundred ninety nine, and the ones that, the one that has ninety nine, those are pretty reasonably priced. Still, you can get the four night the the limited one with four ninety nine for like a d- decent serial number for I think one hundred seventy bucks. Mm-hmm. You're, I know you're not a Jaron believer. I'm kind of holding on Top Shot right now. I'm not really buying. I don't really want to buy. Unless I find something looks like a really good deal. The market dipped a little bit. I, I'm The only one I've bought so far is that slow-mo. I think I've lost a dollar on it. But I've bought packs. Josh just high-fived his dad. Was <laughs> that T yeah. up there? <laughs> Tonight's attendance was 12,416. 
the Grizzlies game. That's pretty good on a Monday night. Was T in the front row in that mm-hmm. all black? No, he's the guy in a white T-shirt. Oh, okay. Another reason people really like T is he was a really good basketball player, could have had a professional career overseas, but when he found out that John Morant was being born, he put his basketball career on hold to be there and raise his son. He just went to work and uh, didn't pursue basketball. He played high school ball with Ray Allen, T. Morant did. He was actually a really good player. He just didn't go pro because he wanted to raise Ja. And I guess that turned out pretty well because now his son has gone professional. Yeah. There's something to be said for being there for your for your boy. Mm-hmm. I think so. And I think that's kind of like a known story around Memphis. And another reason why T is so beloved in Memphis and supported. Yeah. Ja and T are both supported a lot around town. Who is that off? There's like nine hands in that screen. <laughs> <laughs> pretty, pretty sure I saw Lionel's finger in there. <laughs> so Lionel Holland's reaching in. <laughs> Whose ball is it, Brian? It's a minute and a seven seconds left, and it's a two-point game with the Wolves up. It is Grizzlies ball. Oh, nice. Grizzlies get this. Grizzlies have possession. Wow. Gri- Grizzlies don't do it, man. What's that? I feel good about this. We're going to win this thing. Okay. I like it. I like our odds against these Wolves at home. They just got to make a couple clutch plays, right? Oh, my God. All right, quiet, Brian. That's <laughs> <laughs> just, oh, my God. Wow. <laughs> Oh, man. I still haven't seen it. Oh, yeah. Here we go. Yep. <laughs> Two points when it counts. <laughs> she. Throw it down. She. What you got, cat? Nothing. <laughs> <laughs> oh, an and one. No, he traveled. He traveled. What happened? One, two, three, four. <laughs> it took like four <laughs> Finch is like, this is just how we. (laughs) (laughs) Not again. (laughs) Damn, Josh. Nobody was under the basket protecting the paint. Oh, he had the deep one. Damn. Holy shit. Cold blooded. That's what I said. It's time for John Moran to win this basketball game. Get that trash out of here. Oh, got <laughs> uh, wow. Wow. No kidding. Jaw gets five points in the last 30 seconds. <laughs> Desmond was waiting for that ball in the corner, too, when Jaw hit that three to take the lead. <clears throat> Cat's head just goes down. <laughs> Sulk City. Where's uh Anthony Edwards been? I haven't seen him do shit. 
He in the third quarter he had a few. Yeah. He, I saw him making moves earlier. I'm just saying, like at the end of the game here. No, he hasn't. He's just not getting plays called. It's an old cat. Brian probably already knows who wins this game. Now there's 16 seconds left. Oh, okay. That's funny. Is Brian probably has all the fancy TV. He could just pause it <laughs> and then catch up to us. Let but us he chooses up. to be ahead. <laughs> he chooses to be ahead. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't realize Slomo had that cardinal tattoo on his arm. It's weird. You ain't seen that? Yeah, I just noticed that as well. What that's all about? It's been there. That's his spirit animal. A bird. Big red bird. <laughs> oh, Brian, what do you think about those jazz records? Uh, a lot of heat in that box, man. That's a good that's yeah, you gotta when you're here whenever we, we're going to that record shop. Nice. They have spend five hundred dollars on jazz records. I don't know how they get for it. They get a bunch of stuff. They get all sorts of stuff in there. It's wild. Yeah, there were some good ones in there. Uh, Attica Blues, um, In and Out, Joe Henderson. So you would buy those? Um, I had I had some of them. Uh, I don't think oh. I had In Out. I have Attica Blues. Um, I saw Love Supreme in there. I've got that, of course. Get that you know, shit was, out of here. There was some good stuff in there. And Sharon, yeah. So you buying now, Jeff? <clears throat> no, I can't afford it. I'm broke right now, man. I just spent like you bought that PlayStation. I spent the nine hundred dollars on games. I, bought, I, bought, I spent nine hundred dollars on games and accessories. <laughs> yeah, you did. <laughs> and then Saturday night, me and Alexa had date night at Target, which was a nightmare. That cost me Ooh, about, that cost about, me about six hundred dollars. Do you have a Target card though, Jeff? Fucking spending freeze. No. What the fuck is a Target card? I don't go to Target ever. It's free and they get five percent off. That would have saved me a lot of purchases. Yeah. House of Hoops brought to you by Target. I try not to go there, but I go to Aldi, and you can't get name brand stuff at Aldi, so. We just wanted to get a bunch of like household supplies and some food. Yeah. It was just like, yeah, don't buy food at Target. Go to Aldi. We've been working so much. I was like, let's just go get some stuff. <laughs> we got like one of those, what are those uh, ke- electric kettle so we can make some tea around the house easily, conveniently. Those things are awesome. Yeah, those are nice. I just, uh, I, we just use one to make some cocoa at the house. Yeah. You just fill it up and no I think we got there. ours at Target. Yeah. Yeah. Did you guys get the, the black one with the red button on it? Um, we got the cheapest one they had. Oh, okay. It's like the so t- no goaltend, huh? Is that what they did? Ooh. Jaren's tall. There's seven. some guy in the background taking a video of that it's like dude you can watch the replay on youtube yeah when are you gonna watch top you ain't top shot in that moment so we got a jump ball basically for the game here huh (laughs) uh no this is minnesota basketball Uh uh-oh the timberwolves inbound the ball 
and the play is clearly drawn for D'Angelo Russell. <laughs> so they just <laughs> they just doubled him. They just they just doubled him, and nobody else is even like no other Timberwolf is like trying to move toward the ball at all. So there was a five second violation <laughs> oh, on Pat Beverly. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> nobody else came to get it. No, <laughs> Anthony was, Edwards there was, was no. <laughs> No help to the ball whatsoever. Anthony Edwards was on the other side of the court in a three-point <laughs> stand, like waiting for a three-point pass. Yeah. <laughs> Whoops. That was sad. Whoops. That is that is Timberwolves basketball. Yeah, no one else was moving on that inbound. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Except D'Angelo Russell. Nobody came to help. Nobody. That's, un- <laughs> that's like literally that's what Chris French drew up. He started going quack. Quack, <laughs> quack, quack. And they all said, and then they all went out there and D'Angelo <laughs> moved and no one else did. And here we are. Wow. <laughs> quack, quack. They turned it over with Oh, seconds. man. Anthony just took Jai out, but I'm pretty sure I could take Jai out. He's just, he, he didn't just weigh much. Shoved him in momentum. Yeah. This is starting to get up become like a predictable move from jaw where he just sprints mm-hmm. i know like when the, when there's not a lot of time left it's like the third time he's <coughs> done it in, in two weeks i mean it's it's a smart play just run the clock out mm-hmm. yeah he don't want that's like yeah he don't want these and bounce the jaw and just and jaw just runs well <laughs> instead runs of away. Usain bolt being a uh, wide receiver he should be like just a on the bench <laughs> guy for an nba team Minnesota, Minnesota's planning on him missing here. Well, Chris Finch is just saying quack, quack. <laughs> <laughs> I need to text my basketball buddies here. No timeouts. What the fuck are they going to do? So Nas Reed is inbounding. This is going to be great. Now, are they going to do the thing where they run up the court with the ball? I mean, like, what the fuck did they think was going to happen? Having Nas Reed inbound that fucking ball? Well, they, yeah, they tried to do a Hail Mary. It's so stupid. Understand Tuna, kind of, Tuna kind of bailed him out, though. I hate the Hail Mary. I like the Well, no, the Hail Mary's kind of okay with nah. if you have Kevin Love. Nah, I like the uh, I like to <laughs> inbound it on the run. And uh, take a couple dribbles and take a shot. I don't like the Hail Mary. Never been a fan of the Hail Mary. It's worked like one time in the history of basketball. Oh, my God. Beasley hit a three, huh? No way. With 1.1? Towns. Towns banked a three. Oh, my God. Catch and shoot it? All right, let's hit the news real quick. Oh, wow, that counts. Yeah. (laughs) Did he call glass? Wow. Okay. All right, Wolves. That's not good. We got overtime. Well, we got to move on with the podcast. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. If we're going to overtime, thought it would be over. Hey, what's going on with the news this week, Bo? Anything? I saw um, nothing. I saw not yeah, a Yeah, there's thing. one big piece of news because this is a basketball podcast. Sexton has torn his meniscus. Colin Sexton? Correct. Okay. The, the young guy from Cleveland? Sexland, yes. Yeah. Torres meniscus correct so that's turning into like an eight month thing so he's probably done for the season they're not they haven't said yet but 
obviously with Jaron, it went on for a while when you got a young team. But the Cavs have been a surprise. What's their the third overall pick? Was it Mobley? Yes. Mo- uh, he's been really good. All people are loving that guy. He's been like good, good, good. Like maybe he should have been the first pick good. So I think things are looking good for the Cavs. It's a bummer for Sexton. Yeah, that's a bummer for Sexton. Um, probably a good thing for Darius Garland, who gets to take over that sole point guard spot. Well, with Rubio having a career high Friday night, I think he might have something to say about that. Hmm. You think they'd start Rubio over player development? No, absolutely. No, not with the direction that team is going. Mm-hmm. Rubio is probably. Maybe they put, trade him. Maybe they put Rubio at the two. I say they try to trade Rubio. They probably should package him with Love, send them both somewhere to Philly. <laughs> maybe. Something for Simmons, maybe something. Um, Simmons was in the news again this week. Bill Simmons had a hilarious tweet about Ben Simmons. Mm-hmm. I didn't see it. So apparently, Daryl was asking if there was going to be a trade with the Celtics that he get Jalen Brown back. And so, this is Bill Simmons' tweet: "Hey, Daryl, it's Brad." And so Daryl says, "Hey." Daryl goes, so what's going on with that guy who quit on your team and now does the bare minimum and completely torpedoes his trade value? <laughs> Any interest in discussing a deal? A deal? Sure, we'd want Jalen Brown. Okay, I'm ha- I'm hanging up. Have a great have a great rest of the day. And that's what Bill Simmons tweeted, basically laughing at any rumor for <laughs> Jalen I mean, Brown. You, or the, you, the Celtics would have to be panicking already right you know if i'm the celtics i know they're not doing great it's too early i think you just hold yeah they're four and six i, I think they figure it out and that the war like if you're you got a new head coach out there if you make the seventh seed you could still win that matchup depending on who your matchup is but either the knicks could overachieve let's just say and make the second seed and you could easily win that matchup you never know what's going to happen in the East. Yeah, right now it's so early. The Bucks and the Celtics have the same record with the Hawks. So what's the big deal? <laughs> Speaking of standings, the Warriors are 8-1, and one, best team in basketball. You want to know so what they won they're... tonight? The Warriors? I don't think they've played yet. Okay. Or they're playing right now, maybe. Uh, yeah, it's live right now. They're losing to the Hawks. But the one loss the Warriors have came at the hands of the Memphis Grizzlies. I think it was October yeah. like yeah, like October 28th or something that over Excuse me. It was that overtime win for the Grizz. Speaking of overtime, look at the score here. Cat just bricked a 3. <laughs> And the Grizz are up four with about four left in overtime. I guess we're watching this. Yeah, Celtics, I don't think they need to worry, Bo. Not yet. No, I, well, yeah. I mean, if a, if the right trade came up for, 
I don't know if I'd trade Jalen Brown, but if something crazy came up, you'd always consider it. But Ben Simmons is not that. Brian, I can't tell who's with Mike at the game. <laughs> Can you tell? <laughs> Who is that in the white hat? Um, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> got to get a better look at it. <laughs> Another piece of news uh-huh. that Robert Sauer's story finally came out. I did not read it. Mm. Yeah. Lots of, uh, they had a lot of uh, racist language, a lot of uh, womanizing. Yeah. Going on. And I'm not dismissing it, but I think anybody, billionaire white guy. Boys club shit. Yeah. It's just, you know, grabbing by the pussy type of stuff. <laughs> yeah. I think so. Obviously, there's like Sarver's still denying everything, but there's got to be some truth to it. Is it? Is that fucking Ryan? Okay, <laughs> 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 I, I don't know. It's probably not somebody anybody we know. I got invited to the game tonight, but uh, I couldn't go. But I'm gonna go Wednesday instead. Mike's no been, seats. Mike's been so generous, man. He just keeps inviting us to games. It's awesome. Have you set courtside yet, Jeff? I did that one preseason game, the Bucks preseason game that got okay ended early because somebody oh that's put right a fire somewhere in the forum. Damn sprinklers went off. All right, I'm looking right at him. I can't tell who that is. Yeah, I don't know. You could text him. It looks like a jacket Ryan would wear, but it's not a red Cardinals hat, so I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> Damn. Cat <laughs> just blocked the shit out of John Morant. He did. Oh, it looks like Joel Embiid has entered health and safety protocols. Ooh. And they'll be okay. So, They're eight and three. Yep. And then LeBron James has that abdominal injury. He's gonna be out a little longer. Yep. So that's another those are some Injury news. Mm-hmm. All the Lakers are hanging at 500. That's all they have to do. Tuna. How about those Pelicans? One win on the season. Ouch. I wish I could buy that team and just help them somehow. I feel bad for <laughs> I, I don't. I feel bad, but don't feel bad for Valanciunas. He got an extension. No, nah, I don't. I don't feel bad for a guy that's making millions of dollars. He'll make the best of that situation. He would be fun to have on this team right now, though. I don't know. It's just it changes everything when he's out there. He gets shots and the ball. Just everybody else is kind of hampered when he's out there. Yeah, but he's so, he's so good. He's good statistically, <laughs> but we saw him get fucking annihilated on defense so many times. Yeah. Just I don't know. I'm fine with the trade. I don't. I don't regret it. I don't look back and think about it at all. Well, no, I don't regret it. But I like Valanciunas. I like him as a player. He's fun to watch. I like him. St- I like his stats. I like his hustle, his rebound hustle. Yeah, he is fun to watch. It'll be interesting to see how him and Zion coexist. I don't know if they'll ever play a game together. At this we point. haven't seen it. We <laughs> haven't seen it. Uh oh, Captain Bane. Anybody remember fight. how much he? Uh... <laughs> Anybody remember how much um, he went for in 
in the league. <laughs> Valanciunas or Zion? Gosh. Valanciunas. I'm going to guess like 30 or something. I don't know. 30. You found it? Mm-hmm. Yeah, 30. Be so right. York. It would have been good. A good deal. It's about how much Jaron Jackson Jr. went for. Yep. What are other 30s? Man, my cousin Brandon is going AWF off. Ow. He good. Nurkic went for 30. Damn, Brandon Clark. I guess that should maybe his top shot I can sell it tonight. You can pick him <laughs> you can pick him up off the fucking waivers right now. Is he on there? Mm-hmm. I'm about to drop Malik Beasley if he's a center. He's a small forward power forward, huh? Porzingis went for thirty two. Yeah, I just I, th- I feel like Brandon. They only use him in uh, when he's they like the matchup. He's matchup oriented. Well, there's Zaire's games he doesn't out. play at all. I hmm? know. Zaire's out. Mm-hmm. Okay, so he's next man up for that spot. I guess they're playing Zaire over Brandon Clark. Is that the deal? Or is it matchups? I think Zaire at this point over Brandon. I'm not sure. I think what, it's matchups. What happened with him earlier in this game? Lonzo Ball was 30. Out, right? Who? Zaire? Oh, he was his wrist. He, he didn't play. Oh, okay. Bo, my dad bought us uh, for the podcast. He bought us a thirty, another 30-pack 30 of Old Styles. Whoa, nice. He dropped them off today. Nice. Yeah, so the fridge. I got about sixty-five beers in the fridge now. I got a, <laughs> I got a case at Target Budweisers. It was twenty bucks for a case. It was like less than a dollar a beer, and then uh, I still have some of those uh, Founders Sentinel IPAs for us. Next time anybody's in studio, okay. And uh, yeah, we got about sixty-five beers in the fridge, man. Some great podcast supporters supporting our habits and podcasting. Making sure we don't go thirsty now. Jeez, man. Desmond Bain's eye still looks pretty rough. Shout out, Pops. Yeah, he's had that Terminator eye for about a week. Is he he's still, not wearing the bandage. He got the band-aid off. Probably couldn't see much. Yeah, he popped a blood vessel or something in there. Seems to be fine though. Looks like Grizz might have this one, despite Cat's lucky three. I have confirmation from Mike that it is Ryan with with him <laughs> at the game. <laughs> I knew that jacket looked familiar. He's had that same fucking jacket for ten years. <laughs> oh yeah, Jeff, you had brought up the Warriors having the best record. Uh-huh. So they're first in that rating, first in points, first in defense, first in threes, first in assists, third in rebounds, third in steals, third in field goal percentage, second in three-point percentage, second in field goal percentage allowed, third in three-point percentage allowed. Sheesh. Pretty good. I got 50 bucks on them beating the Heat or beating the Hawks tonight. Not looking good for Minnesota. There it is. Hammer nail coffin. Um, hammer nail coffin. Grizz win. Whee. Quack. All Quack. right, Grizz. Way to handle your business. Way to handle your business. 
come back from behind and win the game. I'll be right back. Get a beer. We'll get back into it. All right, go get a beer, Bo. Brian, did you see anything in the news? I've been enjoying watching all the videos of uh, James Harden trying to draw fouls, <laughs> failing miserably. <laughs> he got one tonight, and he celebrated, apparently. <laughs> like, he, like, raised his arms up. He's like, yes, like they won the game or something. <laughs> it's totally ridiculous. Uh, Brandon Clark got the end, end of the game interview. What up, cuz? That's my cousin. 20 and 9, 8 of 10, uh, 8 of 11. I mean, that's the guy that two years ago was such a beast fantasy basketball player. That's the guy. Where have you been, Brandon? Yeah, he was good and you could get him off of waivers. <laughs> He's probably on the waivers in most leagues right now because he hasn't been playing. Ain't nobody got time to wait for a dude that's getting DNPs. I just, I just found that video, Jeff, of a. Uh... Mm -hmm. James Harden and the Nets bench celebrate after Harden finally gets a foul call. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty good, right? <laughs> that is great. Nah, Steve Nash is happy. <laughs> <laughs> He's playing along. Let's move on. Does any anybody have anything special prepared for this week? No. No. Okay. Next, it's time for... Still gets me every time. <laughs> Who wants to go first? Well, I, I guess it'd be appropriate since we've been I've been quacking this whole time, and we just watched the wolves mm -hmm. lose. We could go with, with the Timberwolves. Sure, they've been pretty disappointing. The the most, and this is not coming from me. This is coming from Dane Moore. But he he made this point, and I couldn't agree with him more that the that D'Angelo Russell has been so bad this year and he's been out with an ankle injury so on the season he's shooting 35% from the field 28% from 3 on seven and a half attempts he's averaging a career high in well not almost a career high in turnovers a little over 3 and he's just been he's just been bad but they don't have any other options hands specifically are tied. Because and they need him out there for spacing and playmaking. Mm -hmm. And that's just how bad the Wolves have been. What's the answer, Bo? People want answers. And you're I don't opinion. know. I have no idea what the answer is. Mm -hmm. I think it's player personnel. I think they got to shake it up. They got to make a deal somewhere. Do they trade Cat? I mean, you don't trade Anthony Edwards. I mean, we don't. Do we think it's coaching or do we think it's the players? I mean, it's been the same roster for a couple few years now. They haven't really done anything. Maybe it's time to hit the reset button and uh, build around Anthony Edwards. This would be a good opportunity to get another draft pick. And uh, I don't know what the answer is. They just can't. Maybe they'll float this regime for a while and get away with what they can. And then, I mean,. Right now, maybe it's just uh, they're in a hold, ownership transfer, 
maybe they don't well they just they move. fired their general manager so that there's that too mm-hmm. maybe they don't want to move a lot of pieces but firing your gm usually means that they don't like to play our personnel they don't like the way things are being ran so i could see it i wouldn't be surprised i don't know what the deal is i don't know what it would be i haven't researched or thought about it at all but it just seems like strategically that's the move for them to shake things up i think you could let this iteration ride till the mm-hmm. trade deadline mm-hmm. and if they're at or below 500 you have to do something mm-hmm. and i would agree and i'd hate to see them trade cat but mm-hmm. bill simmons made the point of going back to bill simmons again <laughs> but you could trade all those warriors you know wiseman moody and mm. whoever else the other guy was and like a pick and a pick swap that's probably one of the better packages they would get <laughs> so golden state would have like wiggins and carl anthony towns <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah that would be hilarious. And all of a sudden well, they're good <laughs> you have, you'd have to throw wiggins in that wiggins in that trade and probably reroute him to mm. cleveland <laughs> i don't yeah no I don't think uh, the Warriors would do it. I think they like Wiggins. He's like a poor man's Durant. It's like a fourth or sometimes fifth option on that team. And I know plays. you're really down on Carl Anthony Towns, but he's one of the best big men in the game. Statistically. But how, so how is Cat any different than Pau Gasol? I'm just looking in, at the in Memphis. Well, Pau Gasol didn't get a lot of wins either. Just because you're putting up 20 and 10 doesn't mean you're making your teammates better or you're a good dude to have around necessarily. But if you put Pal Gasol with an all-time great, much like you put Cat with an all-time great, mm-hmm. no. I think there would be good results. Is and it? you get the Draymond Green factor. Yeah, no, I think you're I think you're fine, but I don't know how much you give up to test this theory on Cat. <clears throat> They're not giving up any rotation players to do it. Golden State. I mean, wh- I thought you said Wiggins. He he. Okay, fine. Wiggins is a rotation player, but come on. Yeah, I don't know. I think they like what they they have going there. He's he's gelled into the team too. They're yeah, but if you can one. trade Wiggins, they're and, eight and one. Why would they make a move at all to win a title? Yeah, it's early in the season. I don't know. I just. What do you think, Brian? I think it's going to take all season for Cat to learn how to play. At their pace. Well, I'll say this about Wiggins. So maybe he is fitting in and he's a nice role player, but his salary, you don't let that salary. There's 31 this year and 33 next year. Regardless of how nice of a role player person a player is, you use that salary to get a guy like Cat if you can. That's what that salary is for as a general manager. Mm-hmm. You don't just say, ah, oh, we're eight and one. And- maybe. I get the theory. I get the idea. I understand it. Well, I, don't, I get what you're saying, but I'd be hesitant. I'm just not a big cat fan. I like his stats. I get it. Stats are good. Stats are good numbers. <laughs> he has good ones, but. <laughs> Do we lose Brian? Uh, no, that, was, that was very profound. I was <laughs> Stats are good numbers, is it? <laughs> I'm going to carry that one with me. I said, I meant his stats are good, <laughs> but stats are good numbers. 
his stats are good, but that's the next shirt. <laughs> stats are good numbers. <laughs> I like numbers and stats. But look, I'm just saying, like, I don't know. I don't trust the guy. Uh, anyway, so how old is Cat? He is 25. He'll be 26 on November 15th in a week. Yeah. And that's, when did Palacasol get traded from Memphis? I just don't think I'd fuck with the at twenty six. I think Wiggins, as a general manager, you do not let that contract just run its course, yeah. and you resign Wiggins to an eight eight million dollar contract. Yeah, so if you can get what everybody perceives as a better player for him, then you do it. I don't know why Minnesota would do that deal. I guess maybe they get one of those young guys. Get Wiseman, Wiseman, Moody, and the other guy. Yeah. We'll see. And that all hinges on whether or not Minnesota just wants to ride with this team and just kind of like be a blah team for while they change ownership. Yeah. I mean, or if ownership, they really want to shake things up. Alex Rodriguez and whoever the primary they might want to keep cap. Or they might want to just wait. And shake things up in a couple of years when they're fully in control of that team. Right. It's a good conversation. It's a good, I mean, the Wolves are in trouble. They're going to finish below 500. <laughs> it looks like. It would appear. After watching the Grizzlies, just who are the Grizzlies who are a 500 teams, essentially take them down. Right, and then I they played the Clippers. They were up twenty this week to the Clippers, and then they lost by twenty. Anything else? No. Brian, you got anything on the Bulls this week? Um, I didn't get to watch any Bulls games. Yeah. Um, we 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 covered the Patrick Williams news last week before I came on. Right. The Bulls beat the Nets tonight. There's they did. There's something. Uh. They went 500 this week, this past week. They beat Boston Monday night. Uh, two back-to-back losses to Philly. And then, uh, yeah, beat, beat Brooklyn tonight. Hmm. Um, DeMar DeRozan's been a fun guy to have on my fantasy team. Hell, yeah. He's scoring a lot. Rejuvenated. Yeah. They're 7-3. and three. They should probably test him for roids or something. Performance enhancers. <laughs> it's not. Un, it's unreal what he's doing. Playing. I mean, so I well. wonder. Is it just that he's not? Is it just that he's in a system where he can be unleashed? Maybe some of that. Maybe there's uh, less pressure on him because there are so many weapons on that team. Yeah. So he's kind of like. I mean, they're pretty balanced. They've got you know him and him and Levine are averaging, you know, twenty six and a half points a game. Mm-hmm. So he's kind of flying under the radar almost. Like they can't just focus on shutting him down there. Yeah. You doubled DeRozan. You can't leave anybody else on that roster open. He's not the focal center of the defense. And he's probably on performance enhancers. Good for him if he is. I mean, I don't think the NBA is really testing for anything anymore. <laughs> nah. So, you know, get it in, man. <laughs> Get that competitive advantage. You got, you got boosters. You got vaccines. You got roids. 
shoot me up. Whatever you got, Doc. It's a cool story. The Bulls. It's working. It's thrown together team. They played a lot of minutes. Yeah. They, they played a lot of preseason minutes. It's a cool story, and it's working. I, I hope it keeps up. It's been fun to watch. All right, so I guess it's my turn. Lowered expectations. We don't have high expectations for the Spurs. But I have some stats that I discovered over the week. The Spurs rank fourth in ball movement this season after being almost dead last last season. The Spurs are passing the ball more. They're getting better ball movement. Passing is a result of their movement without the ball. They're moving better without the ball than they were last year. So these are things that, you know, Popovich obviously cares a lot about. And uh, he's implementing and getting the players. He's getting the players better at it and tightening up these things. Through nine games, the Spurs have traveled 19.1 miles on the court. That's the highest mark in the NBA. So they've moved around a lot, to put it simply. They also boast the league's highest offensive speed at 4.96 miles per hour and the highest overall speed at 4.42. The Spurs emphasize ball movement, finding the open man, over trying to run through one or two guys. So they don't do a lot of isolation. They don't try to just barrel in the lane. As Grizzlies fans, we would say like John Moran does. San Antonio runs isolation plays less than any other team in the league this season at 3.2%. It's all about ball movement for them. I thought that was very interesting. When it comes to assist numbers, DeJounte Murray, Derek White, Lonnie Walker are all guys to watch. And their big man, Jakob Podol, has shown he can play point Podol. On occasion, so they're, that's the guy that's getting all the minutes is this Podol at center. It's not been Jacques Lindale as I had hoped it would be, but from what I can tell, like looking on Twitter through Spurs Twitter and things like that, is that the fans want to see this Jacques Lindale, and they're a little confused why he's not playing as well because of where he his background and he comes from a winning background he's not like some teenage kid he's like a grown-ass dude he's like 25 or something he's just heading right into his prime i have a quote on from popovich on lindale on whether or not he'll get minutes popovich said he played very little i don't make evaluations on such short time he'll continue to work at it he got behind, obviously, with the concussion. I guess he got hurt earlier. I missed that. So he has a ways to go to work his way back in. He'll do everything he can to get there. He's a great kid. For some reason, Popovich is treating this guy as a young guy. I don't know if he lacks maturity or what the situation is there, but he's teach, treating this guy like a young rookie. He's really not teenage rookie kid you know so i don't know what's going on there 
there's obviously some hold back. Popovich doesn't think he's ready. But damn, that's the guy I want to see. I want to see what he can do. Lindell. And that's pretty much all I got for the Spurs. Lowered expectations. Let's move along in the show. Let's go to the pick game, huh? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Wednesday night, Knicks at Pacers at the Gamebridge Fieldhouse. That's the new uh, name for the arena. Known for the last 10 years as Banker's Life Fieldhouse, Gamebridge is the new name of the arena. Does anybody know what Gamebridge is? What the hell is Gamebridge? No idea. I think it's a bank or something. It's more banking. Yeah, it's just an online platform that offers financial products and services, including annuities. It's an Indiana-based insurance holding company. So they do banking and insurance. All of the usual totally crooked-ass businesses. (laughs) (laughs) That's what Cambridge is. Let's see. You guys obviously watched the pick game, right? Absolutely. Yes. Brian broke his streak. He's now one and two for pick games. It's early in the season. I can still turn it around. Yeah, that's right. It is. What uh, feed did you guys watch? What? How did you watch the game? Pacers. Pacers. What? You watched the. I knew Pacers. you guys would go. You're crazy. Mike Green. You didn't want to watch uh, Clyde. What? I, I did, but I wanted to go counter. Okay. You knew we were, you, you know, Brian probably watched Walt. Come on. Come on, man. Of course. Of course I watched Clyde, the Clyde had, Clyde had some good ones in the fourth, man. Yeah. What did you say? Yeah, he, was, he was rolling them off, wasn't he? Yeah. <laughs> I guess RJ's had like a good week, week and a half, two weeks, but his stats for the season are. Pretty much right on with last year so far. They were boasting at the beginning of the game. They were talking about how great RJ has been. Yeah, I think uh, they want RJ to be really, really good. They do. He's in the John Morant year where John Morant's made this jump. They want to see a jump from RJ. They want to see him be able to. And apparently he's been stronger in like fourth quarters trying to close out games. In this game, he had 23 points, five rebounds, three assists, 40% from the field, 33 from three, five of seven from the free throw line. It's a minus 14, plus minus. Not great, not terrible. Led the team in scoring. So I guess that's what you want. Yeah, I think they're the Knicks are really hoping RJ takes a leap at some point. <laughs> Karis LeVert, it was his third game back this season for Andy. That's good. Why did we pick this game, guys? We picked it because these teams are fun, right? They're interesting teams. They're kind of young. They're exciting. Well, Knicks Pacers is kind of a classic rivalry, and we feel like, at least I feel like, they don't get enough 
Well, the Knicks are a big market, but they're still they still got a little shit stain on them. Mm-hmm. I'd say, and the Pacers, they like never have a high draft pick, and they're in a small, you know, like a non glamour market. What did Jalen Rose call it? Call Indiana Nap Town, <laughs> or Indianapolis? Excuse me. Sounds about right. I liked Miles Turner in this game. He came out firing at eight. He had all eight of the Pacers' first eight points. It was eight nothing. It was Miles Turner, eight Knicks nothing. It looked like the Knicks kind of needed a little more pep in their step early in this one. As Clyde would say. The pace of this game was really good, though. It was really fun to watch. It's up and down. They were, they were moving and grooving. Moving and grooving. <laughs> the Pacers bench appears a little weak, a little weaker than the Knicks. I think that was uh, pretty easy to see. But the Pacers played their starters a little bit more than the Knicks do. Kemba Walker only plays like 28 minutes in this game, whereas LaVert plays... 31. It's just little things like that. Just a few minutes tweaked here and there where Indy's playing their starters just a bit more. Sabonis plays 34 minutes. Nick center Mitchell Robinson plays 27 minutes. You know? Kind of like that. I'll just kind of get us into it a little bit. Coach Thibodeau was not happy in this game early. Knicks went down 31 to 16 in the first quarter. Yeah, he had no reason to be happy. He was pissed, man. You could hear him yelling all over the broadcast. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yelling at referees. That's a bad call. Yelling at the players. That's going to be you and your dad at Thanksgiving with that PlayStation 5. <laughs> We'll be on the same team yelling at each other. <laughs> <laughs> what did you guys think early in this one? First quarter, quarter Pacers took a big lead. Mm-hmm. I wrote that down. Mm-hmm. Well, what was interesting is that the Knicks kind of came out and they weren't executing like a Thibodeau team. Like Thibodeau wanted them to. And then in the second quarter, Thibodeau did something to them. And they pushing a lot harder. Mm-hmm. I'll say that. You could tell something had changed in the second quarter. Yeah, he went to Derrick Rose a lot, it seemed like. Yeah. You know, IQ has not gotten shit for minutes with the Knicks this year. Yeah, they only had he had 13 minutes, 49 seconds in this game. He's averaging 15. So They're slowly going up, it looks like. But there's games where he gets 10 minutes, 12 minutes, 13 minutes. And then there's games where he gets 18-20. There's not enough room. There's like not enough room for him on this roster. And IQ, damn, he's he's good. I feel like he's a guy that could get traded somewhere. I don't know where, but he's on the waivers in every single fantasy basketball league. And uh, if he gets traded, I feel like he's a guy to quickly grab off waivers if it happens. He may just be Backup. I mean, he doesn't get paid a lot for the Knicks, so there's really no reason for them to trade him. 
Yeah, Knicks were down 14 after one quarter. Bo, what'd you make of Miles Turner and uh, Sabonis in this game? You said you don't like them together on the court. They looked pretty good t- together. Well, it helps <laughs> when Miles Turner hits a career high in threes. That's right, he did. He had seven of ten in this game, a career milestone. That's pretty handy. This game was so fun for me because I have Miles Turner and Julius Randle on my fantasy team, and just watching them go back and forth was awesome in this game. <laughs> Seeing who can outscore the other. <laughs> yeah, rack them up, boys. <laughs> <laughs> go get them. The Pacers were lighting it up from three. Team stats. Three-pointers for the game. The Pacers were just below 40%, 39%, 16 of 41 from three. Where the Knicks only shot 24 threes. They were 5 of 24 at 20%. It's very hard for a team to win when the opposing team is shooting 40% from three, and especially if they're shooting at a high rate like that. It's very hard to keep up. And the Knicks trailed in this game early. They trailed the whole game. They were, it was an uphill battle the whole time. And it's just hard for anybody to keep up when you're at 40% from three. That's very good. And he controlled the first half. The game was not that exciting for me. Uh, I think no. the lack of a lead change, I think that's why I kind of thought it wasn't extremely exciting. I won't say it was boring. The pace was fast, and the ball movement yeah. was good. I enjoyed the hell out of this game. Was, I, I think I like a lot of these players more than you do. Maybe. I'll tell you who um, who caught my eye in the first quarter was uh, the Pacers rookie, Chris Duarte. Mm-hmm. Um, he, had, he had eight points, and I don't know if he just wasn't <laughs> game-planned for by, by Thibodeau. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, I remember thinking in the first quarter that, that he looked good, and, and I liked him. I liked his game. Um, mm-hmm. He was hustling. He's putting up a lot of shots. Made some threes um, early. Yeah. Yeah. He had five shots. He was three of five. Most uh, of his action was early. Two to three from threes. Yeah. 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 I wonder if I wonder if Thibodeau was kind of like, hey, hey, let's <laughs> we can't get beat by a rookie. <laughs> I didn't look in to see if he's if he started. I'm, uh, I'm assuming he hasn't started every game this season. I'm I, I wouldn't I think so. I wouldn't think so, but that could be part of them having kind of a weak bench and kind of thrusting yeah. something into the starting lineup so that their bench could be a little stronger instead of playing like uh, Justin Holiday in the starting lineup. You know, they throw this guy in there, and then Holiday can bring the bench production up a little bit. Or yeah, you got more minutes than Justin Holiday. You got more minutes than Tory Craig. Tory Craig is the other the other guy that's coming off the bench that they probably could start either one of those guys, but putting Duarte in there in the starting lineup. I mean, he's averaging sixteen points a game, four rebounds a game, two point four assists a game. Duarte, the kid's got some game for sure. But throwing, not having him, this rookie, come off the bench 
you know, strengthens their bench, I think. You know, addition by subtraction. Yeah. Yeah, it's my first experience watching him. Yeah. And I just remember thinking I just remember thinking I liked him. He didn't I don't think he did much in the rest of the game. Yeah, he scored two points the rest of the game. Oh, okay. Yeah, he finished good. with ten. Eight in the first quarter. But yeah, he just he just looked impressive. He was a guy I kinda had my eye on. I enjoyed watching him. Let's see. He stood out to me as well. He has started every game. Oh, okay. That's unlike uh, Rick Carlisle. You know, I mean, unless your name's Luca. <laughs> he's not really he's not really throwing a lot of rookies out there to start. Yeah, it would appear he started every game. Where did he go to college? Oregon. And that the Oregon coach is Dana Altman. 13th, and so 13th. how long has Dana been there? He's a system guy, right? It's a 13th overall draft pick. He's a lottery pick. Let's see. How long was he in college for? He's 24. He's a four-year guy. Yeah, so he's kind of like... It's from the Dominican well, well, Republic. Well, Brooks, Brooks went to Oregon, right? Dylan Brooks. Yes. So, and Brooks was a... How long was Brooks at Oregon for? So he came in the league at age 22. But so Brooks is a smart player, right? Let's just use that in the context that we have. And he played for Dana Altman at Oregon. So Brooks is 25, so he's probably like a two-year guy. Maybe a one-year, maybe a one-and-done. I think if you have a guy like that played for a high-level coach like that, that Carlisle might buy in and let him play because he knows how to play. Mm-hmm. He's not a AAU. I mean, maybe he's an AAU guy, but he's not a one and done AAU guy. You know what I mean? No, it appears he was like a four year college guy. And he works. had to work and he has good footwork, knows where to be, how to be. That's the kind of player. That's the impression I've got. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, he, he racked up some awards in 2021. He was third team All American in the AP. Uh, he was Pac 12 player of the year in the AP. It's a six-six shooting guard. That's like a Dylan Brooks type guy, you know, <laughs> that big guard. He's the six-six shooting guard is what you want, man. Yeah, and guys first... that come out of Oregon are gonna—they're not gonna be knuckleheads. No, I don't think so. I mean, it's a Nike town. They got good recruiting. They get good players. So he was first team All Pac-12 and Pac-12 All Defensive Team as well in 2021. Yeah, this is the first I've seen of him. We haven't watched an Indiana game. He played two years. He played two years at Oregon. Before that, he was at Northwest Florida State for two years. Um, and he won the uh, Junior College Player of the Year in 2019. Jesus, what's so he's he got. He's got bona fides. He good. I said he's got. He's got bona fides. He good. Yeah, he's shooting uh 42 percent from three on the season. On uh, about six attempts a game, so that's can't argue with that, man. Kids, a kids, a player. A nice little lottery pick there. He went after Zaire. Zaire Williams. We didn't need a shooting guard in Memphis, so it would make sense to pass on it. Sixteen points a game this season, though. That's good rookie shit, man. I mean, this guy could be a sneaky rookie of the year candidate. Who else? Who else is like rookie of the year right now? Mobley, Katina, Scotty Barnes, Barnes. Yeah, what's Barnes putting up? He just he's good. Uh, Barnes' stats are good numbers. He's averaging sixteen points. 
52% from the field. He's not taking any threes. He's getting rebounds. But it's very similar numbers, really. Almost nine but, rebounds, yeah. Stealing a block. I mean. Mobley would be the other guy. Yeah. Scotty Barnes, Pete, I mean, he just, the way he affects the game. I mean, he ripped the ball out of Kevin Durant's hands. <laughs> Duarte could yeah, be looking sick. at an all-rookie team. He just team, took though. it from him. Duarte could yeah. be on an all-rookie team. Oh, yeah. But he's not one rookie of the year. I don't know. 16 a game is no joke for a rookie. Anything else on that guy? Like, Brian, what did you like about his game? He's got a nice little stroke, huh? Yeah, I mean, he just he just moved around a lot. Mm-hmm. You know, he, he was hustling. He's putting him miles in. That's what you want to see. He, look, he looked like he belonged on the court. And, I mean, for a rookie, that's what you want to see. Mm-hmm. He didn't look lost. That's that four years at college. Same thing with Bain, you know. He comes in, he looks ready to play. Just relating it to the Grizzlies once again. Sure. Oh, I got to put this Atlanta game on. The Warriors caught up. It's halfway through the third quarter, and it's a two-point game. So let's see. Let's go to, like, the third quarter of the game. This is when the Knicks start kind of getting back into it. Late in the third, the Knicks pull it back to 75 to 78, and it's a game. The Knicks never led, though. R.J. Barrett had a really good third quarter, but the Pacers had another good quarter in the fourth and held off the Knicks' run. Clyde said Sabonis and Nerlens were kung fu fighting under the basket. <laughs> they were they were hacking and whacking. <laughs> hacking and whacking. Clyde said that Randall had been a demon all evening. <laughs> That's pretty good. Randall was good. Uh, Randall was doing that dirty work stuff. The Knicks it was a physical game. No, I can't believe you watched the Pacers broadcast, man. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I had to do something different. Yeah. Well, you got a little. Uh, what What did you take away from that broadcast? Did they have anything to say about these Pacers or anything? You know, I didn't take much away from that. I did listen to a Pacers podcast, and it's called Indie Cornrows is the name of the podcast. Oh, oh yeah. I, I thought that was. I think it's a great name. It's pretty good for multiple multiple reasons. Mm-hmm. Obviously, that one, that one pops up in my uh, like recommended a lot. Um, hmm. The one thing I took away from that. Was that they're they're sick of Turner that they were ready to trade him? The fans. No, are. the well the the well the. I, I don't know what this guy's credentials are, that runs the podcast. But he said he's on it. That's an SB Nation podcast, so I think he's got some traction. But he said that he was ready to trade Miles Turner before the second half, uh, before the second half started. Basically, like he had you know was on fire, blocking shots, hitting threes. It's like all right, let's. Let's let's do this. <laughs> That's so funny. I kind of that was kind of one of my big takeaways from what the Pacers, either the fan mindset or the media mindset, was on Turner. That they're kind of feel like he's this big asset that they have in play, and they want to cash out on that. Wow! I read an article on the Pacers that said 
everybody needs to calm down and be patient with Turner. We, what we have is valuable and to relax about a few bad games. That's what I basically read. So, yeah, there's mixed feelings, apparently. And the Warriors have taken the lead against Atlanta. They're up five in the third. Atlanta's blowing it. They look Atlanta looks scared. They are. Boy. Yeah, my Miles Turner note is that uh, after his sixth three-pointer, <laughs> Clyde said he was draining and painting. <laughs> <laughs> painting? <laughs> draining and painting. What the hell? <laughs> I guess I guess he means he was inflicting pain. I guess. <laughs> on the Knicks, I don't know. As far as from the Knicks side, in the third and the fourth quarter, I felt like they were playing really good, but they just couldn't keep up with Turner. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like, what was it? Six minutes left in the game, and it was a six-point game. Yeah. But then Turner drained another three to make it a nine-point lead for Andy. And Randall... Reminds me so much of Zebo. Oh, it's it's nuts, right? Yeah, just he's just so good, talented, and he's, if you would throw Zebo on that squad, like Prime Zebo, would be the same thing. I've often thought and said in the past that he's Zebo with a little bit of Lamar Odom in him. Mm-hmm. I mean, I've been thinking that since he played in New Orleans. It's pretty cool to see him like a featured player. God, dude. How bad is New Orleans ran as a fucking team? <laughs> <laughs> they gave up on Randall, Chris Paul, and that whole fucking team with Peja and all those guys. They ruined it. Anthony Davis. They're <laughs> fucking it up with Zion now, I think. You can't tell me that it's not the team. Uh, partially, the team's fault what's going on with Zion <laughs> it's just amazing like you forget that they had Julius Randle too like a young Julius Randle who's now like the marquee player in New York it's insane the fuck wish I could buy that team New Orleans deserves better that city you bought more Ethereum when you had the chance Jeff <laughs> yeah I should have bought more Tesla <laughs> <laughs> at $200 a share pre-split and that sold it yeah let's see where are we at late in the fourth yeah Indy held on New York made their runs was never enough the Knicks need to make some adjustments if they're going to be able to win games they can't come out flat like that they got behind early couldn't score or defend properly had an uphill battle the whole game I'll say, though, it is very awesome to watch Indy play almost completely healthy. They still got to get TJ Warren back. But I like this team. Malcolm Brogdon, the two bigs, Sabonis, Turner, the wings, TJ McConnell running that second unit. I like this team. This was a fun game to watch for me. How did you guys feel about it as a whole, you know, the game? The absence of a lead change ever just kind of bored me a little bit. But, mm-hmm. but no, it was, a, you know, it was a fun game. The, the, the Knicks run was fun. I thought maybe they had a shot. But, yeah, they just dug themselves too deep in a hole. 
I don't know, maybe maybe Tibbs ran him extra hard in practice that morning. <laughs> maybe they maybe they had like a two a day before the game. <laughs> yeah. And then you get behind and you're trying to keep up with a offensively potent Pacers team, you know. Mm-hmm. They just don't have the defense. And he played like yeah, they wanted you, it. you don't you don't game plan for Miles Turner to hit seven threes on you. Yeah, he hadn't done that ever. <laughs> and uh Indy's feisty. I like Indy. I don't know. I don't know if they're a championship team, but they're a great team in the East, I think. Adding Carl Allen, I mean they have a they've got a shot to compete, you know. I think so. Did Maybe you know, not this year, but do you know Carlisle was a Larry Bird assistant in Indiana? When when yeah, Bird, that's where he got to start, right? Yeah, when Bird was running that team, mm-hmm. I heard that in the broadcast. And I, I no idea. <laughs> Bo, anything else on the pick game? It wasn't as boring as Brian makes it out to be because I didn't watch the Knicks broadcast. Mm. <laughs> mm-hmm. I think that had something to do with the Clyde was. Just not having it. He's he's used to a high level of basketball. And, <laughs> yeah. No, I, I I thought the Knicks they played really hard. Mm-hmm. They play hard for Thibodeau. Derrick Rose looks really athletic. Kimba was pretty underwhelming. Mm-hmm. Julius Randle stood out to me. And Miles Turner was hitting a lot of threes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Miles Turner was the difference maker. And in addition to Miles Turner being the difference maker, Carlisle filled in around the margins. Mm-hmm. You know the other guys like McConnell and he went to his bench. Really good timing, I felt like. Yeah, and he didn't roll with him too long. Good coaching battle in this one. Brian, how about you? Any last words before I kill you? Um, no, I, no. I just I was wondering, did you did you guys have trouble with the feed at all when you were watching? Yeah, I did. Just yeah, I had to I had to restart a bunch of times. I never restarted. Uh, it was not, jumpy. I had to no, mine would just like it would just stop and go back to like the, the home screen. Oh wow. On my NBA app on Apple TV. Yeah, I had the same So I'd have grind. to, you know, restart the feed live. Hmm. And uh I saw that NBA store.com commercial about <laughs> twenty five times. <laughs> Oof. <laughs> I feel like I know all the people in it, you know. They're family now. Yeah, right. Yeah, they're they're like friends. Yeah, <laughs> that's really all I had to add. I'm 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 already tired of that NBA dot com, NBA store dot com commercial. Get out of my life. <laughs> Go away. Just find another commercial. You know. Yeah. No, they just shot one. <laughs> yeah. I guess that'll pretty much do it for this week's pick game. I felt like we picked a good one. Maybe there could have been one that was more competitive, but we don't know that in advance. I thought this had the opportunity to be a great game, and and I enjoyed watching it. So, fuck you. Yeah. Oh, uh, hey, we, I learned that I like Chris Duarte, and I want to I want to keep tabs on him for the rest of the season. Right. You learned something. You took something away from it. That's good. Yeah. Let's move on. I got a real quick thing on the Grizzlies. All right. How I feel about this team. The current pulse of the team. How I feel about it. And then uh, we'll pick a game and get out of here. Grizzlies are a young team. 
there's people that are upset on about the Grizzlies. Say they've lost games. They've lost games badly over the last couple of weeks. Grizzlies are not a bad team. Grizzlies are a young team. Grizzlies are still hanging around 500. They're over 500. There's nothing to worry about here. I don't think there's any reason to be concerned. I will absolutely voice my opinion when I am concerned. But right now I'm not. There are some red flags. But I'm willing to overlook them based on the fact that there's no real veterans on this team, on this roster. And maybe a veteran voice on the team and in the locker room or whatever. I'm not going to pretend like I know what's going on in that locker room, but perhaps a veteran voice would change things for the way when the team gets down, how they fight back, or being prepared for games. Maybe that would change with more veteran guys, but it's a young coach. It's a young team. It's kind of like just a party, it seems like. <laughs> every game, every day is just kind of a party. And I think you can get away with that for a little a little while with young guys. Young guys just ain't got their game on fleek yet. <laughs> on what? Each player on the Grizzlies, their game is not as the best it will be. They're young. I don't think there's any reason to be concerned about losing games here and there. So it's it's going to get better. They're still trying to get their games where the games can be, the players. They still have potential. Do you understand what I'm saying? They're not who they are going to be yet. When they are where they should be as players and if they're still doing things like they are now as young players like blowing games insanely once a week getting blown out by the wizards or the miami heat games where they've just gotten the blazers like they got destroyed by some teams okay and it's all right though that's gonna happen with a young team this is still they're in a, they're still in a growth period this team is still growing. I expect to see more things like this, and I'm not going to overreact to it. I think we're still uh, we're still watching a team with tons of potential that aren't the players that they are going to be yet. That's my thought on the Grizzlies. I agree with what you're saying. Mm-hmm. That to to be patient, basically. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I would I like. Desmond Bain to be 30. Probably not. I like him the age he is. <laughs> yeah. But I, but I, they do need a, it would be nice to have a veteran. Like Steven Adams is, is the veteran at this point in slow mo. Mm-hmm. But those dudes are pretty even. I don't they think they can be yeah. leaders. I don't think Adams is like a super vocal guy, especially being a new guy on the team. Yeah. Um, I imagine Kyle does a lot of stuff for the team. And that's why they're not just completely off the rails every night. <laughs> Slow-mo does a lot. But Jaw's a good leader, too. But he's still a very young guy. Well, I think that they're also, the guy, like the young guys they bring in, they're not bringing in Josh Jacksons of the world. And if they are bringing them in, they're, they have rules set out for those guys. Well, we hear it all the time as a team built, like high-character right. guys. You hear it all the time. But, 
but am I worried if they lose to the Warriors on a Friday night? Mm-hmm. Not the Warriors, but the Wizards. Mm-hmm. No, I don't. I, it's not good, but I think it's not just a situation fine. to overreact to. If they can hover, I mean, winning 44 games is just being a touch over 500. I mean, they lost 115 to 87. <laughs> to the Wizards. Yeah. It the Wizards are good, though. They're deep. Mm-hmm. I think the Wizards are good. Mm-hmm. They've surprised me. The Kyle Kuzma Wizards. I do like I Din, mean, Din Witty for them. I think he's a good playmaker. Yeah. Anyway, I, I'm not overreacting to anything. I think it's a good idea to be patient, like you said. But I will let you know when I'm concerned. When that day comes, if that day comes, and hopefully it doesn't. Hopefully there stays continued growth. Play play Cousin Brandon more. <laughs> play Cousin Brandon more. Got it. It's the one thing I forgot. Jesus. How could I be so stupid? <laughs> what, what, what were you thinking? Oh, you weren't. <laughs> Let's pick a game for next week and get out of here. What do you think? All right. I think it's that time of the night to wrap this fucker up. There's a Ooh. couple games Wednesday that stand out. I like the Celtics-Raptors. Raptors at Boston. Toronto at Boston. I like that, and I kind of like that Cav- Cavs uh, hosting the Wizards, too. And there's all- one more game on Wednesday, the Bulls hosting the Mavericks. That could be fun. I don't, I don't hate that Mavericks-Bulls game. It's probably the only time they play each other this year. Let's give that four stars. Okay. Um, Wizards-Cavs, I'm going to give two because I just can't imagine that being a fun game. Toronto-Boston... Ooh, two teams that aren't really doing well right now. Raptors Toronto. have lost two in a row. Mm-hmm. Six and five, but they're getting a uh, Pascal back. The Cavs are on a four-game winning streak. What? Beating the no, uh, no Jalen Brown for Boston. So, no. Eh. Oh, okay, is he out? Yeah. Mm, we should probably trend that one down without Jalen. Okay. Why would we want to watch Boston without potentially their best player? <laughs> I think we should we should wait until uh, until they trade Jalen Brown for Ben Simmons to watch the Celtics game. <laughs> there you go. We find a find a good Celtics Sixers matchup late in the year. All right. Atlanta Denver Friday night could be fun, but uh, Denver has no MPJ. We didn't talk about that in the news, did we? Michael oh, Porter Jr. out indefinitely with a back injury. Oh, yeah. Jesus. No, we totally missed that. More back problems. That is a huge blow to Denver. He's on a big-ass contract. He's now. Mm-hmm. That is sucks. That sucks, dude, he's, for Denver He's resting, resting that back on a... Denver fans are like money. <laughs> Denver fans are like, dude, what? Like, all right, Will Barton, <laughs> Will Barton and Jokic. Yeah, and then Porter hadn't been him and right this year. What do they got? Jeff Green. I uh, know it's Jermichael Green. Oh, it's Jeff they have Green Jeff and Green. Jermichael Green. <laughs> Sheesh. 
Bad oh. luck, Denver. Mm. They're, they're going to have trouble without MPJ, I think. Well, he hadn't been good this year. I mean, he's... Maybe they can hang around 500. Oof, he's been shooting 35% from the field this year. So, right now we're looking at Dallas, Chicago. Sunday, I see that Nuggets... Blazers game. Those are always fun. Those two teams, but not if the Nuggets aren't healthy. It won't. It won't be a good representation of what the Nuggets are. Bulls Clippers on Sunday. Mm. That could get wild. I think if we're watching the Bulls, I'd rather watch. I'd rather watch uh, Bulls Maps. Luca. Sure. Fair enough. I think that's our game. Let's go with it. All right. Wednesday, Dallas at Chicago. We're going up to the windy city now. We're gonna take. We're gonna pack our horses and saddles and Jason Kidd. We're gonna pack them up and we're gonna take them up to the big windy city. <laughs> city hope, slickers. Hope Billy Donovan walks out with like an oversized collar. Coach the game, man. There you go. Just to kind of trolling. Yeah. Do they have one of those just shirts? To, just to get in Jason Kidd's head a little bit, you know? If I'm Billy Donovan, I'm wearing a fucking cowboy hat. <laughs> <laughs> some fucking boots. Yeah, you just dress up like a 1920s gangster or something. Dress up like Al Capone. When, when was that? In the 40s? I don't know. I was like the 20s, right? I think so. I don't know. He died in 47, but sure. I mean, it had to have been the 20s because it was during Prohibition, right? Yeah, I guess. Yeah, what do we fucking know? We're we're great historians. Yeah. yeah. Billy Donovan should dress up like Floyd Banner. This isn't a, from this the isn't movie a Lawless. podcast. <laughs> Start a blood feud. Like Lloyd Bannon and Lawless. Oh, he had the syphilis component. Did we figure out what era that would be in? Yeah, it was the 20s or something. Yeah, I I figured it was like that, you know. I wonder how he got syphilis. Weird. I don't think they were playing a lot of basketball back then. Following (laughs) the end of Prohibition was like 1933. So, yeah. It would have been the late 20s, probably. All that. He was one of the first ones to get penicillin for. Syphilis was too late to reverse his brain damage. Mm. Mm. Bummer. Yeah, syphilis would fuck you up back then. Yeah, syphilis is not good. Many <laughs> many people are saying. I'm going to hold on to that one, Brian. <laughs> <laughs> it's about as good as stats or numbers or something. <laughs> stats are good numbers. Stats are good numbers to go by. We've had a couple. We've had a good. <laughs> we've had a couple of good shirt ideas tonight. <laughs> Syphilis is not good. <laughs> Statistics greater than syphilis. There it is. There's the t-shirt. <laughs> Stats over syphilis. <laughs> what? <laughs> Doesn't make any fucking sense, Brian. All right. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not making any sense. It's getting late. <laughs> I'm tired. I don't feel good. I want to go to sleep. Can I complain some more? Let's call it. Thank you, Bo, 
for being here this week. I appreciate you. Yeah, glad to be here. Brian, thank you for zooming in. Absolutely, anytime. I appreciate you. I value our friendship. Uh, thank you, everybody, for listening. Have a good one. <laughs> <laughs>
Thank you.